Grace to you and peace from God our Father and his Son, our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Please have a seat. I just got this to work. There we go. So, first of all, I want to say right off the bat, because nobody else will tell you this, you made a good choice coming here today. It's, right? it's never easy to get to church, especially not on a Wednesday night. And there are always plenty of legitimate reasons not to come, okay? But starting off Lent by joining your fellow Christians and worshiping together is the best way to begin your observance of a Holy Lent. And I mean Holy Lent, right? The word holy means set aside for God. So in Lent, we try to be more intentional about setting aside a part of our life for God. And how better to start doing that than to literally set aside an hour for God. And to do that alongside God's children, like I said, that was a good choice. And so, speaking of choices, I'm diving right in here. Another choice I want to ask you about, and it's a divisive ecclesiastical question, but here it goes. How long do you plan to leave the ashes on your forehead? This is more of an issue in the morning than tonight, but still, what's your answer? Are you a immediate wiper? Do you use a tissue in the car so that you can get that stuff off before it falls all over your car? Or are you more of a, this is holy and I'm not touching it type? The problem is nobody tells you anymore what you're supposed to do after you leave here. In the Episcopal Church, we abandon those kind of hear and obey instructions in the 20th century, which is, I'm sure, the healthy choice. But occasionally that does leave faithful Christians wondering things like, is it okay to wipe off these ashes? Or what constitutes a fast? Should we eat nothing or just not certain things? Can we eat meat on Friday or not? All right, stuff that when I was a kid was just laid out for you by the church it's now left up to each of us to determine on our own. So me, I'm a cradle Episcopalian. If I do something three times in a row, it's tradition, and I'm going to keep doing it until the end of time when Jesus arrives on his fiery white steed. So almost 50 years ago, Father Johnson told me to never wipe the ashes off my forehead, and so I never, ever do, even though Jesus said, beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them, for then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Right? It's, <laughs> there's something deeply ironic about reading this gospel every Ash Wednesday, right before we get ashes put on our forehead, which basically tells the whole world, hey, look, I practiced piety. So... There's that choice. On the other hand, you don't want to be a, like a weenie Episcopalian who wipes off the ashes right away just because they're embarrassing or they make people think we're Roman Catholic. So what's the proper spiritual middle ground? I don't know. If you do, tell me. But the fact that I'm not telling you exactly how you should observe Lent doesn't mean the church doesn't care anymore. It means we are the church all of us together, and we each need to figure out how best to observe Lent in our own particular circumstances and how best to help one another observe Lent. So if you dragged yourself out tonight, then chances are you already understand that the traditional 
observance of a holy Lent through self-examination and repentance, prayer, fasting and self-denial, and the reading of scripture. Those are not so much a burden we take on in Lent as a golden opportunity to reorient our lives toward God. Human beings are the image of God set loose in the world, but we are also fragile and often broken. That means we go astray even when we have the very best of intentions. In Lent, we admit that, and we admit that we need God Almighty and the love of God's children to help us find our way back home to God. Lent really isn't about doing something kooky to help us reach some new spiritual height. It certainly isn't about you know, losing weight or getting sober or any of the other very beneficial side effects that might come from observing a holy Lent. But our goal in Lent is to reorient our life so that it's in tune to God. So what does a human life look like that is perfectly in tune with God? Jesus. <laughs> it looks like Jesus. Jesus showed us what it means to be so in touch with God, so attuned to God's will, so aware of God's presence that it guides your whole life, so much so that even other people see God at work in you. And our goal for Lent should be nothing less than to make our lives, ourselves, more like Jesus. That's a pretty big one, right? What did you give up for Lent? Everything that makes me less like Jesus. Right? It's a little outrageous, but what is wrong with outrageous, I ask you? Why not go big this Lent? Use Jesus as your example and do whatever it takes to reorient your life toward God so that you arrive on Easter morning with a clear sense of God's love and purpose for you. Go big this Lent. Be like Jesus. Amen.